Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's explicit. It is five in front. Mapunga shines second. Alpha Zulu was next. Further back then to idolise. But here is the next big thing. Explicit bolted in the Tim Lee by three lengths Alpha Zulu. The best part about greyhound racing is that you can turn up one Saturday night at the Meadows and you just don't know what you're going to say, uh, see because the, the superstars of the sport, we don't get to see them for too long they might be around for a couple of years but there's always an exciting young dog coming through the ranks and explicit as Daniel Hibbert pointed out um, he is the next big thing in the sport of greyhound racing he went 29.63 it's absolutely low flying there at the Meadows to dominate the group one Tem Lee and uh, it's no surprise that Jason Thompson's found another superstar in his kennel in fact he's just got he's got dogs that have um, got superstar quality written all over them um, in his backyard at the moment. Jason, hello to you, mate. That was exciting to see Explicit do what he did there on Saturday night. Yeah, it, it was, Gareth. He, um, it was obviously his first big test against you know, open-class Group 1 racing, and I thought he handled himself really well and um, stood up when, it, when he needed to, and wasn't as if he was gifted you know, a, a good draw. He had to overcome box six, and um, thankfully he did everything right, and went really well. So we've seen that in like a Melbourne Cups and Melbourne Cup each. You can get exciting young dogs who can run time and they can do it against lesser lesser quality dogs when they get their own way. But to take on some of the best dogs in the world um, at the Meadows over this trip, you, you, you do have to have something special about you in a way to do what he was able to do at his first attempt against uh, um, the best dogs going around. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, that this wasn't a a race that you know you had to win a heat to to get into a final. It was a hand-picked race, which was you know obviously what they thought was the best eight dogs around at you know racing at the moment. And for him to do what he did at you know he's only just gone two year old um, at his thirteenth start, first five hundred meter race for four months. Um, yeah, I, he's very exciting and. Um, Hopefully he can just stay in one piece and um, have a good, you know, 2024. So he's had 13 starts, and as you pointed out, he, he's not quite two yet. Is Do they usually do these? The, like the, is it a surprise to see Greyhound develop so quickly? Oh, well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I think with the habits his dog's got, the fact that he's, you know, quick early and a good beginner, I think yeah. they obviously come to hand a lot quicker than dogs that... Um, perhaps they're a little bit slower early and have to come from behind because they've got to learn how to manoeuvre their way yeah. through a field. So, you know, this, this bloke, 
with her, with his with his habits, yeah, you know, certainly makes it a lot easier to um, you know, get get to a yeah you know, a higher level a lot quicker. Yeah, um, he goes to the Australian Cup now. He he's at the top of the markets to win the Australian Cup. He's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, you know, I suppose one thing in his favour is with his early speed, box draw is not that important. I mean, you you, know, you still want to draw yeah. reasonably close to where you prefer, but um, his box manners at this stage sort of can yeah you know, overcome that, which is which is good. So yeah, no, we're just looking forward to Saturday night and hopefully has a clean run. Is he the best dog in your kennel going into it? Say an Australian Cup because. Alpha Zulu ran second, the, the kennel mate, um, Tim Zoo, and we've got a lot of the, the boys who own Tim Zoo listen to this show, so just be careful before I ask you this question, Chase. Um, but you've got a star-studded lineup heading towards the Australian Cup, and we saw it during the, the Dreamer Festival as well. Um, is, he the, is he the best dog now, explicit in your kennel? Oh, well, I suppose he's. I don't know whether he's the fastest, but you know he's got the best habits um, yeah. at, at that level. So I suppose he'd have to be, you, you know, the top pick. But I thought Alpha Zulu was super. Um, yeah. Running second, he overcome a, a tricky draw to, you know, he was closing pretty hard in the last last hundred, and I was absolutely wrapped with Tim Zoo's heat run. I thought that was a run, yeah, you, know, you sort of want to see him put in over five hundred in a. In a heat of a quality race, and I, I thought he was exceptional too. Um, I mean, yep. it's debatable whether he, you know, he probably could be our fastest dog, but you know that doesn't mean to say you got a, a, an advantage just because you're fast. You still got to yeah. race well, and I thought he definitely said that. And I, Tim too, was just oh, I was very very happy with him. And I like asking these questions because I think you're a deep thinker and you love the game. And the Meadows have tried something a little bit different. And I don't mind it, to tell you the truth, where you've got the, the Group 1 Tem Lee around heats of the Australian Cup and then we head to the semi-finals next week. Um, do you like this format for the Australian Cup? Yeah, I, I reckon it's, they've nailed it. Um, I reckon it's a great format. I, I, I really think that... For a race like this, um, yeah, you should have to go around three weeks in a row if you make the final. And I think the, the way they've moved the rookie rebel from, yeah, you know, well, Saturday night to the last night, I reckon that'll enable them to get the best feel possible because obviously there's dogs that are going to go through the Australia Cup that can then back up in the rookie rebel um, if yeah. they don't make the final. And I, I think the way they've um, they, they've done it is. They've executed it perfectly, really. Well, it just gives the race more opportunity to get the best dogs in it. Yeah, and I think... three weeks of qualifying. Well, and I think they've spread it right out over three weeks um, with uh, 700-metre racing, 500-metre racing, 600-metre racing, and, um, you know, the weather's perfect, um, plenty of good dogs around, and, you know, it's going to be three... Super weeks of just great racing. Have you made that or booked that trip to Hong Kong yet, mate, to see the boy, Benny Thompson? Of course, it's great to see him get an opportunity in a, um, a jurisdiction like Hong Kong. Hats off to him, mate. He's worked hard, but um, it's a feather in his cap, all right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, one thing he, he, he's not afraid of is working hard and, and travelling to give himself the best opportunity to get to where he wants to get to. And Hong Kong was always a dream for him to 
to get there. And um, I think when you know, your dream comes true and you're, you're where you want to be, um, he'll give himself every chance and he realises how hard it is to, to make it over there or even just stay there as a licensed jockey. So um, I know he's prepared to put in plenty of time and knows it's not going to come easy, success there, and work very hard and I'm sure he'll get there. No, um, I've got no doubt he will as well. And who would have thought you win five Tem Lees, four Melbourne Cups, you've done it all in the sport of greyhound racing and you're still the second most famous person in the industry. <laughs> well, I don't even know whether I'm that. Good on you, brother. Well done. Um, congratulations. You. And, um, yeah, explicit. $4.50 now for the Australian Cup with Bet365. Alpha Zulu, $10. Big Energy, 10 more than 10, Tim Zoo 10. Just got a couple of text messages coming through. Are you going to Perth for the Sandgroper? Yeah, yeah, explicit. 100% yeah, yeah. All right, then. Yeah, we've we, we secured a slot with him, and, uh, yeah, he's probably the only dog we'll take over there. All right, then, so explicit heading over to uh, yeah, the we'll, Sandgroper. We'll, yeah, the dogs go over for the Perth Cup, and... Tulu Blast will go over for the Galaxy, but yep. as far as the Sand Groper goes, I'd say we'll just, yeah, it'll be him and the others will stay home. All right, mate. Has he got a, has he got a slot? Are you still working with someone there to no, got a deal? Slot. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, actually, yeah. We we're actually approached um, before Christmas, so we okay. we had a slot locked. Not that we announced it, but it was locked in, you know, two, three months ago. All right, then. Well, well done, mate. Congratulations. Um, you're just winning everything these days, and we wish you the best of luck during the carnival. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're live from the Riverside Stables here in Sydney as we get set for day three of the English Classic Yearling Sale. The superstar of day two was a filly by Too Darn Hot, who's having a wonderful sale out of Hell It's Hot, which was lot two five. And uh, um, it was a half, of course, to that superstar Chris Lee's mare in, in her time. And it went for $600,000. And Mick Malone joins us, who sold this filly. Mick, well done. Congratulations, mate. How about that? How are you feeling this morning? Uh, a little rusty, actually. We partied probably a little bit too hard. <laughs> but uh, you got to enjoy the ups in this game because there's plenty of downs. But, no, it was a terrific result um, for some great people that own the horse. Yep. You know, Fred Moses and his wife Mary and uh, Peter Brown. And, yep. uh, yeah, just and, and Bob Charlie. Just, just three great blokes. Uh, they love the game, and to get a result like that for them, you know, for the first horse I sold from was really, really cool. So I went to Yulong, um, Vin Cox and Mrs. Yang purchased this filly. Were you expecting that, mate? Uh, I think probably just the, the week leading into coming down, the full relation filly trialled with Chris Lees and won yep. the trial by like six or seven lengths, and it was he was obviously an obvious person that would definitely be looking at her. And I knew I had seen that filly last year at the sale, and this filly was a bit better type, I thought, you know, yeah. and, and she's just a beauty. So, like, she, uh, th- those guys, they shop at that end, and she was at that end. So explain your farm, um, based there at Scone, North Farm, and what does it mean for an organisation like you, a farm like for yourself, to, to head to Classic and, and get $600,000 for a horse? Uh, it's a lot. It means a lot. Like, it just shows that you... You, you can get a result for at a, at a high level with a really good filly. You know, I'm not saying like she. I think you could put her anywhere in the sale. She'd have made it, but it just it just ticks off that that's another tick for a new a new brand that's out there sort of driving themselves forward that we can get a good result for, for you know for fillies at that level and, and that's what we want to do. We want to become a boutique farm where we, we just we've just got horses at that that high level as yeah. hard as much as we possibly can. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, and we've got great clients to do it with and 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 again a good brand there going forward. So I'm so happy for you guys, and obviously there was a lot of emotion there yesterday when you get a result like this. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> there was, mate. It was uh, for all different reasons, but... Uh, what was the main reason? I, I'd recently just departed another farm, a big farm, yeah. and sort of we've gone out on our own. And uh, I don't know, it, just, it was just one of those things that you just... When you, when you go and do something on your own, you, you pray and hope that something like that happens in the first few years of you, of you getting going. But to happen within sort of five months of leaving, and we had a really good Magic Millions, and we've come here, and we've had really good results here. And then she just sort of topped it all off. And, and it topped it off for a bloke that supported me really well yep. and gave me the opportunity to sell her. So I've met a lot. So I love this 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 these type of stories. So, Mick, you've been in this game for a long time. But then to be, I guess... Brave enough to take that next step and go into the unknown. So true, man. It was it was actually uh, it was all but a thrust. Is it hard to sit like everyone's like you only live once, I guess. But like people out listening there that need to take that next step in life, like it, um, you you do need to be brave, don't you? You do, and sometimes I think it happens just because. You know, it wasn't something that was planned. It just happened no. really quickly, so we just did it. But look, anyone out there, you just got to have a crack in life, no yeah. matter what it is. If you're having a crack, you're, you're, you're a big chance. The name North stemmed from my old man um, who died when I was 22, and he always used to see no, sort of no hopers or blokes going the wrong way in the street. Yeah. And he'd always say to me, have a look at these guys, they're going south. Yeah. And he always said to me, whatever you do in life, just keep going north, north and yeah. you'll be sweet. So when we went out on our own, we sort of, bang, that name grabbed us. And yeah. we love going. My, my family and my kids love going north anyway. We always yeah. sort of got to Cape York, York fishing and stuff. So, so it, it means got, something. Every time you wake up or you 100%. talk about that brand north. Yeah. It means a lot to us. Bloody so. sensational. Yeah, so it was really cool. Yeah. And you were at Kitchewin Hills there for a long time as well. So you you you... you you, you make the step and you go out on your own. Like, um, how difficult is it to, to get the clients and all that to, to come with you or to try and get new clients to, to well, your Well, I was there for a long, long time, and a lot of yeah. our clients are they're not just clients, they're friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. we go to their kids' birthday parties, we're just we've got relationships with them beyond, yeah. beyond just as clients, you know. So, that part was just a natural progression, and, and then we've had some new people jump on board. So, yeah, like, and Kitchman Hills was super. Like, I loved it, was, it was my brand, I lived yeah. for it. And it's just one of those steps in life. We've we've moved on. They've got yeah. a beautiful farm. Like I've been involved in breeding like Melbourne Cup winners, yeah. Golden Slipper winners, Magic Men's all all under that banner. And and that farm breeds horses like no other. Yeah. Um, so we just hope we can just sort of fall in behind that and just keep moving forward with it. You got six to sell today. Um, Not, how, what's uh, any any standouts? Yeah, for us? there's a really nice bivouac cult okay. um, that I think will be well received. I don't think there'll be a lot of emotional lot sell no. for us like yesterday. But uh, look, it's 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 been a great sale. I've got to say, it's such a resilient game. This isn't it? Like it it, is. it, or, there wouldn't be a, a vendor here, you know, that wasn't nervous either leading into Magic's or leaving into yeah. Classic. But we just it just seems to. When we talk to Sebastian Hutch too, and hats off to the vendors, and I'm proud of them in a way. It's a difficult market, and you guys put a lot of money into it, and your your clients do. Yep. But the clearance rate, despite the average being down a little bit, I know it's different year on year, but. The, the clearance rate to be in the mid eighties, like that's Cute. that's resilient. And say, well, all right, then. And some would have been walking away disappointed, but they they understand the game and they say, that's well, right. butter up next year. I, I spoke to a bloke about the industry, not a little old fellow was just yeah. walking past. We were saying how the ups and downs. And he goes, mate, one thing about this game, you've got to have a heap of courage, yeah, and you've got to have no memory. <laughs> and I don't think there's a better way of looking at no. this industry as that. You've just got to rip in, do your best, and then just wake up the next morning and put what happened yesterday behind you and keep yeah. rolling forward. And, yeah. uh, but like, I think the average being down a little bit was a little bit because they spread those yep. the uh, highway horses throughout, yep. where last year that wouldn't happen. So no, I, I think it's it's been a 
bloody good market, yeah. All things considered. Well, congratulations, mate. You should be proud. So, do you go to Easter or Melbourne? Easter. Yeah. So our last sale will be. Well, we might have a few up at the Gold Coast in their June sale. Yeah. But uh, Easter, we've got thirteen horses coming for Easter. Um, so I'm looking forward to that sale now. You might get more than six hundred thousand at Easter. Ooh, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Um, and then you regroup, I guess. Yeah. Um, you can't party too much these days, can you? No, no. We probably partied too much last night. Yep. Well, you've got to enjoy the great moments, don't you? I know one thing. My partner, Pauline, wouldn't be able to do this interview. <laughs> how, how is Pauline this morning? Really good, mate. I offered. I said, you want to do the interview? She said, certainly not. <laughs> well, mate, we appreciate you coming in because I know it's difficult on a morning like this when you've got so much happening. But, um, Mick, you're, you're a star. Well done for everything that you achieved and um, hats off for uh, it's an inspiring story, and um, you've been a star in this game for so long, but it's great to see North Farm do what they did yesterday. And hopefully there's many more days where you wake up with a headache after having a dream <laughs> result like you did there yesterday here it, at mate. the Classic Sale. Thanks for that, Mick. Thank you for having me on. There's Mick Malone from North Farm after they sold the $600,000 top lot filly there, the half to In Her Time, by too darn hot for $600,000. We'll take a break. We'll come back with plenty more. Link to fame within two metres of Kanena Provlima. Back in the field, Bark broke and locked wheels with Bulletproof Boy. The two legals out of the race. 26.7 the third quarter. Kanena Provlima a metre. Link to fame is after him though on the outside. Max Delight went to the sprint lane. Link to fame after Kanena Provlima. Max Delight comes through, but Link to fame has taken off with 100 to go from Max Delight, Rakero Rebel. But the golden superstar of Australian pacing will win the Cranberg Gold Cup. Effortlessly Link to fame. Another two. Yeah, he was superb in the Cranbourne Cup there on Saturday. He was on the quick backup after dominating the AG Hunter Cup. We are seeing greatness every time he heads out onto the track, leap to fame, and he's had a wonderful year. Grant Dixon has trained him to perfection, and he joins us now. Grant, congratulations, mate. Another big race success with him, and geez, he was awesome, especially down the back there on Saturday night. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Yeah, it was good. Um, obviously, the race was set up a bit for him with um, a fair few of them going fairly hard early, which, um, yeah, sort of really did set the race up for the back markers to get into it. Yeah, and how's he pulled up after the victory? Uh, he seems he seemed really good after the race. He was really bright. Um, yeah, so hopefully um, all being well onto the Newcastle mile. Yeah, and I think you've played it out perfectly for him, and they've changed the concept a little bit with the Carnival in Sydney. So you've had the Chariots of Fire two weeks before the Miracle Mile. And when you look back at history, especially in recent times, the four-year-olds have had a wonderful record in the race. And the the older horses have had to have that quick backup into a Miracle Mile. But now the Chariots of Fire in the Miracle Mile qualifiers are on the same Saturday. So only a week before the Miracle Mile. But then if you go to the Newcastle Mile, you get that advantage of having a couple of weeks off. And... Um, and the best part about having a horse like Leap to Fame is scared everyone off, it looks like, Grant. Oh, look, look, um, hopefully, you know, the Newcastle mile might be easier than the sprints, I'm hoping. Um, and, yeah, I just, yeah, just, well, me and Tristan were just hoping that we could um, give him that fortnight just going into the Menangle race. And it, it does seem to suit if you can give him that little bit of a, little bit of a break in between the quick miles. So, hopefully... Um, yeah, well, I'll tell you whether it worked or not after the, if we get that far. You've trained this horse to perfection um, right throughout his career, but we're seeing it with some champions of the game, especially horses like Blackie was different, but like a horse like Lazarus, who Mark Purden describes 
as the best horse that he's ever put a bridle on. And that's saying something when you have a look at his illustrious career with the All-Stars and the horses that he's produced. But he had trouble getting this horse to do what he did over a mile at Menangle um, compared to the longer trips he did, say, like a New Zealand Cup, a Hunter Cup. He was so good in Inter Dominion. So how, how much of a challenge is it for a trainer to have a season like you've had with Leap to Fame and then to get him sharp enough to perform over a mile? Oh, look, uh, me and Trish are just hoping that, you know, just his natural ability will, um, you know, just make the difference for him. Obviously, it is hard. And I think Menangle's fairly draw-orientated a bit if, um, you know, they start carving out miles and, you yeah. know, 40, 48 and that. So, um, yeah, we just got to hope we get a reasonable draw. We can get in the, get in a spot there somewhere and, you know, hopefully that they run at a, at a real strong tempo early and sort of half turned into a stage event's probably our, our best case scenario. Now, I guess, do you get excited about this? is probably the biggest challenge you'd have for a horse like Leap to Fame. Over the longer trips, he's basically nearly unbeatable. But um, the mile at Menangle can level proceedings up just a little bit. And plus, you get a, a few different horses that come to, to Menangle for a miracle mile. Yeah, that, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, like the whole thing's been... Sort of exciting to put him through, and um, obviously, obviously, it was on Tristan's first go putting one through in the mini series. That was probably one of the main hopes. So, yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a great ride so far, and hopefully, we can just keep doing all the right things by by Larry. So, Larry goes to Newcastle in a couple of weeks' time, and they're already talking about how big this crowd's going to be. I, I had a chat to a few people around that region; they're coming from. Well, parts of New South Wales and as far as Tamworth to make sure that they can they can watch Larry at work there in the Newcastle Mile. Um, are you blown away with his popularity, Grant? Um, yeah, oh, like I am, and like at at. Um, are you getting used to it home. now? Oh no, but at home it, it gets it gets amazing, amazing um, support, and um, just you know, just different people just walk up and want to get a photo with him and that. Um, yeah, it's really sort of probably uh, real refreshing that you know how how much um, you know people that really, you know, they do just love a great horse, that's for sure. Yeah, and you'll work with horses for a long time. I won't give away your age, but how's he? Does he have a different character or attitude to to other horses that he does he have? I, like I've seen him in that parade ring. He's got that that aura about him, like any superstar athlete, um, human or equine, but. At home, is he? What, what's he like to deal with? Ah, uh, look, um, he, he's good. Trista does a lot of on ground work with him, she, and um, like he really behaves well for her, and she really yeah. dotes on him. Um, but uh, he, he, yeah, he, he lets them know when he walks in the barn that he's there, and um, yeah, sometimes he's a bit noisy and that. But he, yeah, he's obviously like you say, he's got his ways about him, and seems like he's got a bit of swagger or something about him. That's for sure. Your beautiful wife would never hope this, but she might hope that you get suspended one day <laughs> so she can have a drive. <laughs> uh, well, I have um, said at some stage I'd, I'd really like to have a, or to have a drive of him just to, um, you know, just experience him. And, and uh, I'd obviously happy for the driver in any race, but I'd obviously like to make it, make it as less pressure as possible and to sort of have it a bit of a... A low-key race for her, just so she's not too pressurised. But, um, yeah, definitely at some stage in this country, I'd, I'd love her to have a drive, that's for sure.
All right, mate. Well, we wish you the best of luck. It was great to see him at Cranbourne. So are you in Victoria right now and then you go to Newcastle? What's the process there? Uh, no, uh, I reckon fly home um, late, uh, late this afternoon and then and we're going to drive him down to Newcastle. Okay, beautiful. All right then, mate. So he'll get back home and enjoy his Queensland home base and then head to Newcastle. And you, I guess you're in Sydney for a couple of weeks. Have you organised that slot for the race yet? Um, no, Kevin's still got to turn which way he's going to go here. Yeah, still a work in progress. Oh, okay. So the Nullarbor's not out of the question? Uh, not by the sounds of it, no. 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 Where would you prefer to go, Grant? Oh, look, I think the New Zealand trip would be easier. Yep. Um, I think it'd be easier, but um, in, in, in the day, it's a, um, it'll be Kevin's call in the end. Kevin's go. Yeah, and I know Kev, um, it'll be interesting negotiating with Kev. I reckon it'd be easy with Kay, um, but um, for you, I don't know. They hand up at the 600 in New Zealand and they never hand up in WA, so <laughs> I know where I'd probably prefer to go if I was a driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, WA looks very tough, but I, I found the driving in New Zealand uh, quite difficult too, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, either way, there'll be tough races, so. Um, yep. Yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Uh, Kevin will work it out soon, I gather. All right, then. We wish you the best of luck wherever, which way you go. I know both organisations would love to have you. Um, and, um, yep, Kevin will be enjoying it, I reckon, being as popular as he is. He's always popular, but especially with the horse like Leap to Fame. Um, thanks for that, Grant. Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah. No worries, guys. Cheers. Bye.